Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we talk about things that I put in the show notes, but that Brandon just found out about. That's right. It's a very special Apathetic Enthusiasm. Hello, everybody. My name is Travis. Hi, everybody. My name is Brandon. And we have that's so quiet. Why you get so quiet all of a sudden? No, I didn't get I didn't quiet. No, 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 no. It's because original sound for musicians is on now on the Zoom chat. Okay, I just have to turn you up. Okay. Keep talking to me. Okay. I gotta gotta balance the levels. You know, we can't have we can't we gotta have good video levels. I can't I can't keep talking if you're talking over me, so you can balance the levels. All right, here so while you're balancing the levels, I'll go through housekeeping. That's right, social media. You can go find us on Twitter. At Apathusias, he's at Juggalmino. I'm at Barnyard Cruise. You can find us at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Email apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Like Bluehost and other things that we owe money to, you can get a hold of us there. Uh, Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. The web. That's right. Uh, We still have a website, even though we don't post any updates to it. Apatheticenthusiasm.com. It's the crux of everything that we do, though. (laughs) Uh, And if you want to watch us talk about this stuff, not live, but but, but after the fact, you can find that at youtube.com slash apatheticenthusiasm. Of course, you go to patreon.com to uh, donate a a few bucks here and there. Um, Apatheticenthusiasm, patreon.com. And then are you starting a podcast? A AE pod somewhere probably gets you uh, started. Um, yeah, Travis, how are you doing? That's the housekeeping, by the way. Now it's oh, now it's I'm, housekeeping of how is Travis doing? I'm I'm great. I think our levels are are more in sync. But you tell us in the comments on YouTube if if the levels sound better it, or not. And, and if mm. and if they're not level, then bye bye bye. <laughs> yeah, just unsubscribe. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. I joke. honestly, I've had acknowledge. I've it. had acknowledge the NSYNC joke. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost March. It's not like it's going to be May. Uh, okay, all right, I get it. Backstreet yeah. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea would uh, kill me. She would kill me if she's like, no, you know, <laughs> goddamn well that's not back. No, that's Justin Timberlake with his <laughs> instant ramen hair haircut. Um. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, like a little nasally. Am I a little nasally? Um, you don't seem too nasally. I, I'm incepting that idea in everybody's head so that for the <laughs> remainder of the podcast, I sound sick. Uh, but I have been fighting off like some sort of sinus infection type thing. I wasn't feeling great last week, was which was one of the reasons why we didn't record an episode. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, and it's just kind of been I've just kind of been wrestling with it uh, all week. It's not covid i've taken the tests uh i i filled in all the bubbles and it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't covid uh but yeah so i just like mucus and gunk and the seasons are changing and the pollen counts are high so it's just you know it's it's all the things but i've, I've still i've been busy uh you know hanging out doing things watching shows playing cards uh all of these things that I'm sure we'll we'll talk about in great detail during this episode. That's right. That's right. And while you're talking about those things during this episode, I will go ahead and uh, slice the next level of my Silent Coin Tavern and Inn Dungeon Part One. <laughs> um, uh, you use it using a uh, Cura uh, as your uh, as your. Uh, software or what 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 you using there? No, I kind of uh, kind of did a little bit of an upgrade, Travis. I'm using Bamboo Studios. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh I uh, so this is this is your uh, 3D printing minute. Uh usually reserved for the post show, but 
non-patrons uh-uh. will we'll get to hear all of the the juicy details. Non, non-patrons, you know, you've been missing out. Uh, uh, patrons, they're 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 riveted. They're raving about how happy they are about all of this 3D printing talk. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you a special treat, a special mm, mm, a taste of some 3D action. Uh, yeah. So I. I saw here here's a, here's a story behind this. Uh, a coworker of mine after like some some major meeting where we talked about an audit uh, for a security inspection. He's like, "Hey, hey Brandon, Jeff, my my buddy Jeff. Can can you uh after after this, can you can you come talk to me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, sure." So we go into his office. And we go into his office and I'm like, oh, "Okay, what's what's this going to be about?" Like, "Oh, what kind of political maneuvering machinations are we going to have to deal with in this meeting, right? Am I going to have to, I'm going to have to send an email and <laughs> nastily written email again. What's going on? He pulls, pulls us in. He's like, check this out. And he reaches it. He reaches into his little, his little knapsack. <laughs> it might have been a laptop bag, but I'll say it was a knapsack. And it's this 3d printed lightsaber that he, he designed himself and it was multicolored pr- printed he put the light in there and it looked, it was bitching. And it was like, this is such good quality. This is such a good quality thing. He's like, yeah, uh, it's like one shot, all one, one, one print, one color. Uh, I designed it myself. And it got us talk, it got us talking about bamboo printers and how, uh, how, how cool they are in, in the, uh, automate or automated machine coloring something AMS. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. the, the system that, Automatically switches your your filament. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, from that point on, I'm like, I don't want to ender anymore. <laughs> I want to sp- <laughs> I want to splurge and get one of these these things. So I uh, it took a long time, but but Chelsea eventually fucked up and she said something that she shouldn't have said, which was, "Oh yeah, you can uh, 3D print it." And then she said, "Ah oh, shit." Um, and then I was like, "Yay, cool!" She said, "Yes," and she's like, "That's not what I meant." And I'm like, "Too late. I already bought it." <laughs> Too light at the cart. Ha ha. So, so I picked it up. Uh, it, it came and then I got the, the, uh, the, the multicolor thing for it as well. And I just, this thing is so cool because with the, the ender, there's, there's a lot of tinkering and there's a lot of troubleshooting to get like the settings just, just right uh, between the different types of plastics. And um, sometimes it can get frustrating cause you're like, I don't know if it's, if it's this part or if it's this part or if it's another three parts or if it's a setting in the computer, what, what is it that is the problem with, with this print? Yeah. And this thing just works. It just, <laughs> it just works so I, well. I, I feel like there's, there is a difference in, in the hobbying of 3d printing where, if you want to have a printer where you can understand a little bit more about the intricacies of how it works and all of the different moving parts and fine tuning and tweaking things. Yeah. And Ender and Ender three. Yeah. It's going to give you that opportunity because after two successful prints, randomly something will break or randomly (laughs) something won't work. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're like, why, why, why is this, why is this not working now? And then you can spend like half of a weekend banging your head against the 3D printer while you try to like adjust your extruder <laughs> and then re-level and then oh, maybe the filament's too hot. Oh, maybe, maybe my Z offset is a little too far. Oh, now I'm gouging my build plate. Maybe it wasn't the Z height. Well, Z let, let me oh. re-level. Let me re-level the bed again. Oh, let me, let me and take the it, piece of paper and then, and then level all the corners. Again. Oh, maybe it's just, maybe it loosened just a little bit. Well, maybe maybe I'll download a file that will that will print a test to see how well my leveling is, and then it turns out that it's actually just your slicer is exporting your G code incorrectly, and that's <laughs> like, oh, I corrupted the memory card. That must be it. like it. There's so many different things that go into it. Which pros and cons, right? If you want something that just works, drop all the money that you have and go buy a really nice printer that figures out a lot of that stuff for you and does it automatically. And then it just works and that's great. And it is something I definitely want in the future. 
Um, but there is a small aspect, and I'm I'm not past this point yet, where after all of that troubleshooting, when I get that successful print afterwards, or I, or even having successful prints that I can then even improve because of minor adjustments, there is a gratification to that as well. There is something where, okay, I have outsmarted this stupid piece of <laughs> hardware and uh, and have been able to create some sort of useless plastic object uh, that I can then go put on somebody's desk at work. Yeah, and I think I think for me... I get I get frustrated when I spend so much time trying to fix a problem that somebody else has fixed a long time ago. And um, so like with with it, I have a bamboo PSP uh, and uh, I I used to have an Ender 2. And so the difference between those two, a couple hundred dollars. Well, I've invested a couple hundred extra dollars onto the Ender 2 which would have gotten me to the PSP to the point where it gets where where it actually friggin' works finally. Um, and, and it would have saved me so much. I got, I got the ender for, for Christmas. So, you know, thanks to the, thanks to the showers. Thanks to Chelsea's parents for getting to be in the first place. Cause I would never have bought and bought one before, but, um, you know, like if you're just getting into the hobby, there is such a barrier to technical entry at the start um, for, for those who are like, what the hell is a Z access, you know, yeah. like yeah. It, th- those, those things start to hurt. So if you want to do some printing just, just out of the gate, I would recommend, you know, just spending a couple extra hundred and then going that route. Right. Well, and you don't have the lowest end of the bamboo printers. Like you can get a cheaper yeah. bamboo printer that is an open uh like body it's a smaller build plate so so you can't build things as big but you're still going to get the speed you're still going to get reliability with your prints it's going to be super fast um i don't think you have like the camera or things like that to monitor your prints uh but there is an attachment to that where you can still do multicolor printing because they have uh an option for automatic you know, filament switching and stuff like that. So it's it's crazy. I mean, for for longtime listeners of the podcast, <laughs> I mean, we've we've been talking and rambling about 3D printing for really almost a couple of years now. And the advancements in 3D printing in just the time since we got into it, right? Yeah. Is is insane. And the fact that like, oh yeah, it seemed like a really niche hobby. Now it's, I mean, it is still, you know, not everybody is 3D printing, but it is much more accessible because of the reliability of some of these newer printers. And I think it's really just going to keep growing and growing. And the fact that now you can get all these pre-designed files that have the multiple colors already baked into it. So you can, like, you just kind of plug and play like, oh yeah, that's a multicolored thing. And you're not worrying about paint. You're not worrying about switching the filament yourself or doing anything like yeah. that it's it's it i in the two years the changes have been nuts the next five ten years i don't who knows what we're gonna yeah see. and and we used to you know we we said early on because you got a resin printer and i started with with fdm or pla uh, which is the plastic and my big thing for wanting to get a resin printer is uh, man, my minis look awful on on the on the plastic. They just don't look yeah. good. Um, that's why I want. That's why I want resin. Well, this the the machine I have now and the advancements that have come, the minis that I have, you know, there's still there's still some layer lines there, but they are far and away such better quality than anything my Ender had done. That was like, you know what? I actually don't need a resin printer anymore. This yeah. this does what I need it to do. Yeah, I my resin printer is being heavily neglected right now. And I will say I still really appreciate the level of detail in the resin, but it's just such a pain to work with. <laughs> and it's so gross with all the the toxic sludge you have to deal with and using all the the rubber gloves and things just to mess with stuff and um, and then you accidentally drop a, a, a printed model and it just shatters because the resin's pretty brittle <laughs> and stuff like that. And so 
Uh, I do use my other printer a lot more, but uh, but that's that's not what we're going to talk about no, this whole hour. No, no. Y- even though it's been the first 15 minutes of this <laughs> podcast. Uh because we usually save that for the post show. Uh, I think Br- Br- Brandon is really the reality is, is he he doesn't want to talk about uh, one of the things that I put as a topic for this episode. Uh, and and I put it in the title, right? Uh, which me, I'm going to force you to use this title now when you when you use the episode <laughs> yeah. uh, into the airbender revolution. Right. Uh, that's right. Uh, the last airbender uh, new high-priced series uh, just released on Netflix. Uh, If you are a fan of The Last Airbender, the TV show, the animated series, um, not the the hit feature film by M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is is an eight-episode series of uh, For the Last Airbender. Uh, Episodes are about an hour long. I watched the first episode as I was about 10 minutes into it. I shoot a text over to Brandon and I say, hey, you be watching any airbender this weekend? And your response was. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all caps like no. It was it was very matter of fact in, in your response. Um, what what made you so adamant about not checking out? the last air or watching the last airbender <laughs> even giving it a chance i think that when i said no i didn't mean it to all be all caps first of all <laughs> uh but but message received brand <laughs> but since it's out there uh, you know i stand by it you know don't uh, who, who am i to who am i to to renege back on that um so i you know i I know about the last airbender. My younger brother watched it. Uh, my kid, my kid liked it. Uh, we talked about cabbages, <laughs> like, um, and, like I, I know about, I know about the show and I'm interested in, in the, the story about the last airbender, but it wasn't like something that I was in love with necessarily. So yeah, I was, I was excited. I say excited very loosely. I was interested in, in the, the, the adaptation, the live action adaptation that was not a movie. I was like, okay, they could they could probably do it justice that than what Sh- uh, Shyamalan had done, uh, because the Shyamalan movie I saw it in theaters with my brother and it wasn't was it was okay, but it wasn't fantastic. Now, I started seeing stuff on Twitter, not X, mind you, uh, on Twitter, and. So this was like a year or two ago. No, no, this like this oh. last weekend, like this last week and a half, and people were like, "Not good." <laughs> uh, and and to be fair, there's a lot of people who love the series, the original animated series, and they're like, "It's already." Um, they showed like one gif was Ong or Ang. Do they call him Ang or Ong in the sh- in the show? I think they call him Ang. Okay, all right, good because yeah. the movie called him Ong. Um, so, so Ang, I have not watched the movie by the way, okay. just, just for the record, just, just to be clear. So Ang is flying in, uh, into, into the scene. And one, one of the comments was like, it's, it's not even five minutes in and they're already messing up because Ang doesn't have his glider. He doesn't fly without his glider because he's an airbender. He's not a, he's not a Superman. Um, that's what he uses to fly around now. Okay. Okay. That 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 being said, I didn't get a warm and fuzzy from it from the social media stuff. And also I was busy this weekend. <laughs> I was working on my Corvette, my 1963 classic Corvette. I went to a birthday party where they were roasting one of my cousins. And then Sunday, I did nothing but 3d print so you know i just i just didn't have time to, i was to... so busy on my intuitive set it and forget it 3d printer <laughs> printing large pieces of a miniature structure i had no time let me tell you let me tell you about this 3d printing structure i was <laughs> no um so so it's not that i don't want to watch it and it's not that i like i i'm still interested in it but i have so little time nowadays to really like to 
want to sit through a show that I have a hard time being like, if I hear like any kind of like negative thing, I'm like, eh, it's, maybe it's not worth my time. And, and and that's really what I wanted to bring up because I, I only watched the first episode of the last airbender. I did not binge it. Um, I have watched some of the last airbender, the animated series. I have not finished it. I've watched a few seasons. I think it's good. I, but I did not like grow up watching it. Mm-hmm. I did not. Uh, I was not a diehard fan. And... You don't like Die Hard? No, that's a great series. No, but, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, after yeah, Live, I mean... after after uh, the third one, you know, Live Free Die Hard yeah. with uh, yeah, that was that was okay, right? Um, yeah, Walkie Talkie Die Hard. Yeah, it was good. Um, I'm not a die so hard anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I I know Netflix put a lot of money into this. There were early uh optimistic views so i thought you know what i have an hour i'm i'm sitting on the couch anyway let's throw on an episode let's see how it looks i didn't hate it nor was i this is absolutely astounding this is amazing and and so i'm very curious for people that have no awareness of the animated series or have no previous knowledge of the lore or the characters or the setting or the story what is their impression of the last airbender without a basis of expectation yeah obviously you have diehard fans people who expect you to follow everything that's in the original animated series or you're wrong there is no room for creative license or changing things because nope Nickelodeon put out the story and if it's not the way Nickelodeon did it it's wrong uh I kind of have a problem with that opinion sorry leave me a comment in the video if you'd like (laughs) um but yeah they they changed things right away the way that they presented the characters the way that they introduced the story is done differently the way that they open the show it's different in this live action series than it is in the animated series you don't find out about ang's past and where he's from for a little while if i if memory suits me in in the show here it like starts there like the show starts there with his past and and learning about the community that he comes from and and things like that and so it comes around to it by the end of that first hour to to revealing a lot of the things that you knew in the first few episodes but i mean again we're talking about eight episodes instead of like 20 something episodes that are 20 minutes long that you have in an animated series and so i i do think there are problems i think the cgi budget was a majority of the budget and they they some of it looks really good some of it (laughs) is not as good and uh i can look past that in general uh but yeah i i don't know child actors are a mixed bag i think you um i i think the main character i think this is his first like big acting job if i if i remember correctly from from what i've heard uh and so yeah there's some there's some <laughs> some room for growth there's some there i mean you know there's there's some room for for bending like show yeah. bending <laughs> uh but but i am really curious Adaptation bending. For, for people that are not diehard fans like is uh, what what are their reviews do they think this is cool do they like it or do they think it's hot garbage this this is this is a uh, you know Travis you know we're we're talking about the animated series then the movie then the live action series there's there's a question about and we've talked about it on this show before I can't don't don't ask us to point out an episode because we will not like be able to years guys we got no idea we got no idea but uh, the the topic of remaking things right and like what makes a good remake of of a, a an ip um like I, i've heard great things about uh denny vianue's uh dune part two 
like so far, like being like really, really, really good. Right. And that's, that's a remake of, um, uh, David Lynch's version, which was obviously sure. an adaptation of, of, of Herbert's. Um, and then like, you know, like RoboCop, the RoboCop remake wasn't that great. I think Joel Kinnaman was in that. And then you have like a total recall remake. You have like all these remakes of things that they're not that great, but then there are good remakes. I, I I'm a fan of the Dawn of the Dead remake, uh, which James Gunn and, and Zack Snyder had done a really good remake. Um, even like a invasion of the body snatchers, uh, the, the, that was the the 70s version was a remake of one back in the 50s, which is another remake then in like the 90s. And like, it's good. The Thing, The yeah. Thing from Another Planet then turned into The Thing. John Carpenter's was was a remake. Um, there are some remakes that are good. There are some readaptations that are that are really, really good and some that that falter. And I wonder, Travis, like what if you had to like simplify it and i know this is this is oversimplifying it but what makes a good remake or re-adaptation versus a bad one i i think generally speaking it has to be the production quality has to be good like on its own right if the if the if the production quality or the original ip uh like is is really fans really love it you have to take the time and spend the money and have the talent to to do it justice you can't go halfway because people will immediately feel like you're not taking seriously the thing that they already love i think i think that that is important i think netflix has poured a lot of money into this netflix series um i do, i th- i think they <laughs> I don't think anybody goes into this Avatar series after seeing what the the critical opinion of the 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 feature film was. Like, I don't think you go into that lightly. Like, ah, this will be easy. Fans will immediately appreciate it. <laughs> like, um, and and I think that they genuinely tried to to do a good job and and put forth the effort and honor the original IP. Um. But then I think like the other part of it is like nostalgia is important and we don't always remember original properties the way they actually are. We sometimes remember them the way they make us feel. Right. And yeah. so uh, I think that's important for not just like remakes, but like adaptations and continuations of of things uh, that people really love. Right. So we recently got a trailer for, uh x-men what is it x-men 97 yep, yep. uh the 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 continuation of the animated x-men series from from the late 90s which i vividly remember like going to high school and going to the art room like the hour before school started and my friends were in there watching like the 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 beast was it beast masters like transformers uh beast wars or whatever yeah and then like and then like the animated x-men like they would be watching that before school started at school <laughs> high school students this this was a thing that happened um and and they we we don't know the writing we don't know how this how the story will be but from the visuals of this trailer it looks like they're really trying to capture that original intent and and spirit of the show um another thing that jumps out to me is uh that masters of the universe revolutions uh which is another netflix series uh bringing back he-man right he-man a a hero from from my youth uh i had he-man action figures and and all those things right i wasn't i wasn't like i wouldn't have considered myself like a huge he-man fan but i definitely remember watching like the cartoon as a kid and so for some people like that nostalgia is like really big it's like for me like with 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 ninja turtles i i love ninja turtles but so they're like he man yes like i'm i'm here for it i was like eh, i don't know mm-hmm. then i check out the series and i'm like wow kevin smith loved this and got really talented people to work on it and the writing's good and the story's good and it plays with some of those like things you remember as a child 
So for me, like though, like I kind of binged through the second chapter of He-Man Revolutions over the last couple of weeks, just because like, even though it wasn't something I loved as a kid, like I, I liked it, but they did a good job on just telling that story that it, it didn't have to be like a, it, it overcame any like thoughts I had about it as a kid or stuff like that, because it was just really good the way that they made it. You said something key, which which I believe is the core of of any good remake or adaptation, which is it's one thing to love a property. It's one thing to be like, I love Ninja Turtles, right? But uh, the Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the it was the first Ninja Turtles thing that had come out in you know, 20 years that I was like, this is really, this is, this is Ninja Turtles right here. Right. Sure. And, and I, and I feel like it's not only do you have to be, you know, talented as far as art and direction and and effects and writing, but you also have to like understand the essence. You have to love the essence of what those characters are and what, what those stories are. And for, for those for those properties that they they missed the mark and they're like that that's not that, that wasn't what the point of this was you're you're focusing on the wrong thing like if if people were remake this is all the rage now starship troopers talking about starship troopers if if they focus on starship troopers and they were re- remake it and they're like yeah let's let's just show them killing bugs all all over the place like you're missing the subtext of what uh, Verhoeven was doing the entire time, which is yeah. making it a, a, a analog about fascism and, and how we're easily swayed into attacking things that are different from us. Uh, and then put them in Nazi costumes at the very end. Thank you, Doogie Hauser. Right? Like, it's 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 the difference between like this was a movie I loved as a kid, and this is this would be fun to remake, versus this is a movie I loved as a kid. This is what the story was about. I want to tell that story in a similar way, but but different. And and I think I think there's you have all those attribute sliders, right? Like you have the story slider, right? And you can go full 100 and tell exactly the same story line for line, beat for beat. You have the um, you have the message, right, or 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 the plot, or or the subtext, right, and you can you can tell some of that, you can tell all of it, um, but then you have other things like the technology or the way that you're 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 casting and all these other things, and 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 I think there's a balance, right, where when you're trying to do a remake, if you're just like I'm gonna I'm gonna remake that because it was a sci-fi film that was produced in the '80s. And technology has come so far, we could do such a good job of making this look cooler and more modern and upgrade the effects. And it's going to be successful because the, the original was successful. And if we just upgrade these effects, it's 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 a sure thing. But if 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 you don't if you don't pay attention to those other sliders and you're like, oh wait, like they're not actually telling the same story or they're they're skipping over important elements about why we care about these characters or why they're important to us um yeah that's that's definitely a recipe for for a bad remake i think in in, in a lot of situations yeah 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 de- definitely definitely agree the, 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 i think the, the key is that nostalgia alone will get people to see it but it won't get people to like it yeah, and it'll get like the first few thousand people to see it, and then they're gonna let everybody else know whether or not they should go <laughs> spend their money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I I do want to I mentioned this thing about nostalgia because I know I just said I don't have time to watch a show, uh, but I watched forty episodes. <laughs> but I watched The Flash seasons one through thirty-seven. Um, no, so this last weekend. Uh, a show came out with a new offshoot of its series. Uh, you you may recognize this. It's a show that that is basically a metaphor for us, 
because it's The Walking Dead. It's The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, uh, which which reintroduces Michonne and uh, Rick Grimes uh, into in, into the series. And uh, I've been reading some, you know, some thoughts and some some coverage of it. And I'm like, it, it, it almost wants me to watch it again because I'm like, I like the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead. And, and then we did Fantasy League and then it, like maybe we were too critical of it. And I was like, this show sucks now. It makes me kind of want to go back because I've seen some people say that uh, that essentially they were going to make these into three different movies, but then they're like, oh, let's just make it a show. And that the first episode of the show feels like it was uh, like a movie production. Um, and, and I don't know if that is because Michonne and Rick show up again after all these years, but I'm like, I'm, I'm interested to see if the walking dead comes back and is actually good again. Yeah. I saw, I didn't even see a trailer. I, I saw just the like text on the bottom of like, what is it? Sci-fi channel. What channel is that on? Uh, Um, AMC. (laughs) AMC. They had they had a movie on on TV at work, and they just had the text at the bottom that was like "The Walking Dead," the ones who lived, you know, this Sunday or whatever. And I was like, "Still, still doing the Walking Dead, huh? Still That's, doing them. Still, <laughs> Hart, is Hardwick still doing the the post show? Is that, <laughs> no, still happening? No, he's the Walking Dead. They had like the Daryl Dixon one is like Worlds Apart, where he like yeah. somehow makes it over to Europe, and then." Tons of spinoffs and different things that I had zero interest in. And, and but, the, yeah. those weren't characters I cared about. Like, I cared about Rick at the start because he was part of the graphic novel. Like, that was yeah. the story I was interested and in. And he had his grandson, Morty, with him. <laughs> Morty, we're going to kill we're gonna kill zombies, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> so many zombies, Morty. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Uh, very stupid. Um, all right. I have... I have a round robin of random topics that I want to update folks on. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about before we wrap up the show? Uh, You, um, see, I did. Did, did we talk about Oppenheimer? Flavor text. Everything. Did we talk about Oppenheimer? Uh, We talked a little bit about Oppenheimer. Okay. I watched it and, and I don't want to work on missiles. Okay. So that that was the first thing. (laughs) Um, uh, what, what else, what else was there? Uh, damn, 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 damn. We watched, we watched something else recently too. Have you watched beef? Beef. No, um, I watched part of it and I, I watched maybe like the first or second, uh, one or two episodes and it was just, it was, it was good, but I didn't like it. It felt too negative and too cynical for my taste. Oh, then you got out early. No, no, I I watched I watched it all the way to. I mean, I I caught pieces of it till the end. Sure. When I say one or two episodes, I mean, uh, oh, Chelsea's watching uh, it. Oh, look, they're still doing. Sat in things. on a couple episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was negative and cynical and uh, sad, and a really interesting look at two horrible people that are perfect for each other. Um that try to ruin each other's lives and are mostly successful. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's doing very well this award season, uh, which brings me to uh, the SAG Awards, which were this last weekend, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Um, A lesser known award show, not always viewed by the masses, but trying something new in 2024 with a contract with Netflix. So the SAG Awards were featured live on Netflix instead of on network television or something like that. A couple of things that this means. One, you have no commercial breaks. It's on oh. Netflix. There's huh? no ads. So to, to break up the sort of monotony of an award show, they would just cut backstage to one of their hosts like interviewing people after they had won their awards uh which was uh, it worked is 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 an interesting thing also you have way more time for your acceptance speeches oh. because they're not like 
So, so I think that the very first award was for uh, lead actor in a uh, television comedy or something like that. Okay. Which uh, I, I don't remember his name, but it's the the main guy from uh, not beef. Uh, what's what's the cooking one? Uh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, not not Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, uh, the. The the Gruber, <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. It's on FX. Uh, yeah, the bear. Uh, the bear. What the bear? The bear. Thank you. Um. The, anyway, so he Gruber. won, and he gave his he gave his acceptance speech, and then he's like, "Oh wow, they give you a lot of time here," and he's like, "But that's all I have." So then he walked off stage. <laughs> um. Also, it's on Netflix, so there's no like editing for like curse words or anything like that. Yeah. So. Uh, they kind of played into that a little bit, which, okay, it's more edgy, I guess, because people can swear on, uh, on Netflix. Um, but for the most part, it was, it was, it was your standard award show. It was, it was fine. It was fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon looking good this year. Beef getting tons of awards. Yeah. Um, Oppenheimer doing really well. And then Succession. Have you ever watched Succession? Uh, bits and pieces of it. Enough to know okay. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I it's won so many dang awards. I just feel like I have to probably watch it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's very cynical. <laughs> yeah, very cynical. Yeah, very cynical. Um, yeah. I you know, uh, I, so I, don't, I, was... I don't like cynical. Here my, my I'm not a fan of cynical, but what I am a fan of is at the last minute irony and being depressed. I like those types of uh, endings. I don't I don't want to I want to watch something that's hopeful until the very end and then it's crushing with sadness. I don't want to watch something over a course of four to five seasons where it's like all of this is depressing. All of this yeah. is awful. I don't I Can don't, you give uh, me an example of something that's beef that's hopeful? And oh, oh beef. Sorry. okay. Uh the the mist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um all right. Also this weekend, moving on. Uh, Schindler's List. Your in your Lorcana update for this week. Uh this was it was the release of Into the Inklands, the third series of training cards for Lorcana. Uh and this was this was okay. We've been talking about me dipping my toes into this world, right? Yeah. I'm 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 new to the training card scene. We'd been buying packs. What? When you dip, I dip, we dip. Uh, when I dip, you dip, we dip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just put your hand up on my head. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I didn't, I didn't know what I should do. Because, like, I've bought random packs. I bought, like, the starter decks that I could find in, like, Target and Walmart. Mm -hmm. But this was like, all right, they're only releasing the new cards in your local game stores. You can't get it at Target yet. That's not till in March. And I'm like, am I going to have to take a day off work? Am I like, are, are these cards going to be available? Are going to be hard to find? Uh, and, and thankfully, uh, my, my lovely and, and talented and beautiful wife, uh, she just went to the card store for me while I was at work <laughs> and bought an entire box of 24 Jeez. packs of trading cards <laughs> uh, for me. It was also our wedding anniversary, so it, it worked out, the timing. I, I don't know what excuse I'm going to use the next time a pack uh, a set comes out uh, to, to, to buy a full, full box. <laughs> um, but that was really fun. Me and my son, we ripped through all the packs. Um, I was able to build a couple new decks. We got some cool, like, uh, exclusive cards and things like that. Uh, we didn't, we still have not found an enchanted card. Which is like the one in like ninety four packs, like rarity uh, type cards. But uh, it this this new set it's added new new types of cards mechanics. to the game mechanics new mechanics to the game. Now you now have locations. It's are you uh, was that a, I thought those were scissors. I thought you were whipping scissors very close to your face. No, it's my cast. It's, it's my cast bottle opener. I'm just listening to this and I'm excited. What it sounds like, Travis. Oh, I'm so excited. What it sounds like is is like magic. Magic started with like base decks and then they're like we need to keep people buying shit. So, let's keep yeah. adding different mechanics and blah blah. blah. No, this is yeah, this is a proven system that <laughs> 
between Pokemons and Yu-Gi-Oh's and like this, this, this formula is set, right? And so uh, there are already pre-announced new series that are going to be coming out for for the for the rest of the year like wow. the dates are the release dates are already out right so this is going to keep happening wow um wow. but it was interesting i i i was happy to be able to get some cards there was a tournament i almost entered a tournament oh, this weekend my God. brandon wow. i didn't do it but possibly next month that will be your Lorcana update next month <laughs> is me possibly playing in my first tournament if it works out i've got i've got a lot of travel next month too so so we'll see um, but into the Inklands, new locations, new cards, lots of fun. I'm still having fun with it. That's that's really the update. And the next time I see Brandon in person, I'm gonna force him to play with me. Um, that is that's that a, is a problem. That is a great segue, Travis, because next time you see me in person, we'll be oh, this is our this is our update. Boo, 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 boo. Comic Con. That's right. We got we got press passes to Comic Con again We're this back, year. Baby. Woo, they we didn't we didn't jack up enough the first time. So they, they, they invited us for another round. So uh, I'll be going to WonderCon uh, this, this year. Travis won't be, but he's going to yeah. be coming out for, for Comic-Con and, uh, and hopefully, you know, that, I mean, that'll be, I mean, that in itself is great. Hopefully he'll bring his family out and we'll do a joint Disneyland trip. Uh, so Travis can use my uh, disability in order to skip a bunch of lines <laughs> Ah, just scam them up, scam them up. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited. Uh, we had so much fun at Comic Con last year. Uh, I am trying to get into a local convention. I think uh, out here in Oklahoma. So we'll figure out some ways to to generate some content off of off of those experiences as well. Uh, but yeah, it's Comic Con is a huge event. There, last year, as cool as it was. We still had a writer's strike. We still had an actor's strike going yeah. on. Yeah. So because now that those have all been resolved, I am very excited to see what kinds of panels and things uh, will be announced for, for this year's Comic-Con. See what, what feels different. See see what uh, things we can get into. And um, so, yeah, that's going to be really fun. And maybe if we're lucky... There'll be some Lorcana uh, players there too. If, if if we're lucky, uh, but if we're not lucky, um, then at least I'll three D print us some amazing cosplay. Um, the the last the last thing I want to say, moving away. Here here's the notes I have in my hand. I have one, period CC, which stands for Comic Con, and I have two, period DC, uh, because uh, th this this weekend DC CC DC. <laughs> this weekend, uh, uh, Chelsea, the twelve-year-old, and I were going to Wash Washington D.C. Washington, the District of Columbia, doing doing a little doing a little bit of visit there, and and uh, we're we're so it's a straight flight from LAX to D.C. and then a straight flight back. The way there, we're going. Chelsea was like, "I don't want to go to D.C.," but she's like, "But first class." So I, um, I'm broke now, and we're going first class to to, to DC. Uh, I mean, mostly for 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 the kid, um, but like pretty excited about that. My my buddy is uh getting uh promoted. We're gonna go to the Pentagon. Uh, we're gonna. Oh my gosh, uh, that five sided building. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll, we'll, we're gonna go to Smithsonian. Have you been in there before? No, no. Have you? Oh, very exciting. Have very you? Exciting stuff. I vomited in that building. <laughs> I what? <laughs> uh so ripping the curtain here. Uh it was, it was, I, it was 2001, I had an affliction. September I had 11th. An <laughs> <laughs> uh I I for over the last few years have had a condition called eosinophilic esophagitis. Hmm. And yes, it took me a really long time to learn how to say that. <laughs> it is basically an inflammation of your esophagus. And for a long time, when I would eat foods or combinations of certain foods like bread, meat, and carbonated beverages like soda, uh, food would get stuck in my throat and like wouldn't wouldn't go down. I couldn't swallow it. And a couple times, it would be so bad that it would have to come back up. Well, this happened a couple times, and I didn't think much of it. I was like, whatever, it's no big deal. And then I took a trip to Washington D.C. I actually had a meeting 
in the Pentagon where I was meeting people. And then we had lunch in the Pentagon because they have like a food court in there. <laughs> and I was eating lunch, took a bite of a pulled pork sandwich, big bite, washed it down with a soda, <laughs> and immediately it just got caught in my throat. And I couldn't swallow it, couldn't swallow it. And then the panic set in. So I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. I am in a place I've never been before. It's not exactly the most intuitive layout for for places. <laughs> no, and and like you're you're probably escorted in there. So you're like, I can't just run off in a direction. I, thankfully, I was in a, in a place where I was like, excuse me, I have to use the restroom. Okay. And I just went. But then I was like running all over the place trying to find a restroom. Finally, I find a restroom. I open the door and and it was like a private restroom. It was like it was not like a large restroom with a bunch of stalls. It was just like a single room. So I just like opened the door and as soon as I got in that door, out came oh the gosh. food product. So I was like cleaning it up and doing all this stuff. And, and, and General I, Mattis is just covered with your <laughs> your vomit. You're like, sorry, sir. I'm mad sorry, dog. Mad dog. <laughs> I'm a mad dog. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's the story of how I puked in the Pentagon and, uh, yeah. And then eventually went to the doctor, found out what was wrong, get cameras down my throat every six months. But as of the last camera, I am now clear of my EOE, um, thanks to modern medicine. That's great. Vaccines. Ha ha. That's great. Thank, thank you, Pentagon for. Thanks, Pentagon. (laughs) Thanks, Pentagon for, for, uh, doing what you did to help you, you know, figure out your affliction, you know, like that's, yeah. that's great. That was a good barbecue sandwich. I went back and finished it. Uh, uh, th- I think uh, so. BBQ sandwich does sound good right now. So good. Um, All right. So you're going to, you're going to DC. So to Have DC. a great time. Yeah. Are you going to be back before we normally record? Yes. I'll, I'll be back uh, Sunday. We'll have a straight flight back. It's weird. We leave at like eight in the morning and get back to LAX at 11. It's like, it's like, them, them time zones. <laughs> time zones. It's gonna it's gonna screw me up uh completely. But yeah, we're looking forward to it. We'll talk about that on Monday. We'll talk about that whole that whole visit. And uh yeah, man, like everyone who's listening, thank you all for listening, especially Mike, who I I, I talk shit to every single week. That's right. That's our employee or former employee <laughs> minute of the, the week. Uh Mike, yes. Uh, no one called me back from that job. I did apply. I updated my. I spent three to four hours updating that resume, and not a single person called me, Mike. Maybe it's because How you referred you, Mike. me. Maybe it's because you referred me, Mike. That no one wants to be associated with you. <laughs> They're like, Mike knows this guy. <laughs> put it on the. Put it in the bin. Go ahead and delete it. Oh. Speaking of deleted, maybe Mike also referred me to that Disney job that I applied for, which <laughs> I also you were got rejected. denied within twelve hours. <laughs> so quickly, They're like, thank you for applying. No, bye. All right. Well, all right. Uh, the last thing I want to share, uh, it's not Mike, but it's Matt. I wanted to share a, it's a shout out to my favorite social media creator right now. This is this is Matt McCarthy. Uh, Matt McCarthy is a guy that lives in LA. He's an actor. Um, but he, he's, uh, he's got a red beard, red hair. Um, he is the king of physical media, right? He has a garage that is full of VHS tapes and his Instagram, his TikTok is covered with, uh, him sharing what is on these tapes. He's currently going through a series in 2024 where he is playing a different VHS tape every day. Uh, so he just picks a tape randomly out of there. Most of these tapes he gets at like estate sales in different places. So they're like, most of them are tapes that people recorded like of television shows. Uh-huh. And then he has his VCRs hooked up to like a digitizer. So he plays what's on the tapes in these videos. And I tell you, certain tapes are real snoozers. They're, they're, they're not great. It's kind of random. And then there are these golden nostalgia (laughs) nuggets where 
he pulls the tape from like 1987 and you're getting like commercials that you haven't seen or thought about in like 35 years and exclude like he's got exclusive stuff from the series finale of cheers and like you know like all these different <laughs> things that these important moments that people decided they needed to tape uh he does betamax sundays he's got a betamax player oh, where he great, plays yeah. betamax every sunday um but he's he's entertaining he does commentary throughout the clips but uh yeah matt mccarthy uh hit his social media i love it it's one of my it's one of my favorite things uh right now so shout out to the video garage he's got a patreon you can join uh, the video garage he'll he'll laminate you a little membership card um but yeah it's uh fun stuff fun yeah stuff. yeah Highly recommend it in, in order to in order to follow him make sure you go to our patreon uh patreon.com slash appetite enthusiasm yeah, where get you there but you where where you'll find you'll find links to all of his stuff uh under but underneath the paywall so make sure you do that <laughs> i don't think any of this is true <laughs> no it's not and and honestly like i would do it but it's just so much work you know like i can't i can't be bothered to to follow through with that gag so just just imagine that i've done it i've done yep. i've done it all use use your imagination <laughs> um well that's it that's that's what's been polluting our week um, I'm, I'm proud of us for coming up with, uh, almost an hour's worth of conversation, despite hyper fixating on trading cards and 3d printing yeah. uh, with most of our spare time. Uh, but anyway, uh, if, if you have a topic or thing that you want us to talk about, please hit us up at any of those social links or, or send us an email. Uh, we'd love to know what's on your mind and if there are things that you want us to talk about as well. Um, Brandon, the floor is yours. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah. The last thing I want to say is, is, uh, uh, I think I hit my my record for all of the games I've played on on board game arena at one time. I think I think I got up to seven. I think I got to seven or eight games at a time on board game arena. And um, yeah, it is it is as as complicated as you think it would be. So a couple games of 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 King of Tokyo, a couple of games of of uh, train to nowhere. What is it game? Uh, ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. Um, train to nowhere. <laughs> Why is that not a game name? It should be. Um, and then uh, and we got uh, Tobago. We got Castles of Burgundy. We got Azul. We got Hardback. Just so many games in, and none of them inviting me. No, not a single one. No, I want to. I want to, but I know you're so busy. I don't want to pull you away from the the important work that you're doing. Uh, you know, with, with Nathan nation's youth. Um, but what, yeah. but what I'll say, what I'll, what I'll say, Travis is this is even with that many games, I'm still reloading my phone all the time. I'm like somebody fucking play their turn already. I want to <laughs> play this game. No one's taking their turn. I, I, I wake up in the morning at like four 30 I have to take a dump and I'm like, come on, somebody be awake right now so I can take my turn and no one's taking their turn. And so I just add games on top of games <laughs> until somebody will play with me. Anyways, I'll send you an invite. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. And then you, and then I'm going to just start spamming uh, links to Pixelborn uh, until you download the virtual. I record. did. I did go to that website. I didn't download it. Uh, although I did almost buy some Lorcana decks the other day. That is true. Okay. Well, all right. Well, thanks, everybody. <laughs> We're going to go record a post show where we stumble through another 10 minutes of conversation. <laughs> but we love you. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, for subscribing. Uh, if you're new here, rate, review, do all those things. And uh, until next time, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.